plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Starting. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to the airwaves live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And we are brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. You can visit Be The Star You Are at bethestarur.org. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I am, as always, very thrilled to be with you today. Just a teaser of what we'll be talking about in today's show. Uh, Coming up in our first segment, uh, the California Secretary of State is committed to ensuring a safe, free, fair, secure, accurate, and accessible election. And so we're going to try to see how she is quieting the rumor mill, uh, because there's definitely a rumor mill. And in segment two, it is the Garden of Eating, because it's the final month of summer. It's the most delicious time of the season when summer crops, especially tomatoes and squash, are at their tastiest. And, of course, with the cost of fresh fruit and vegetables at an all-time high, many Americans are smartly growing their own groceries. And there's nothing better than plucking a few leaves from your aromatic herbs, your ripe fruit from the tree, tangy berries from the bush, or any veggie that is growing in your pot or plot to add some flavor and health to your cuisine. So I am going to tell you how to grow your own personal garden of eating. And then between the pandemic, the Russian-Ukrainian war, delivery backups, and so much more, our dollars just are not going as far as previously. So how could we cut our spending without giving up everything we love? We're going to have some tips on saving at the grocery store, at restaurants, and even um, some getaways. So you'll want to stay tuned for all three segments. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Again, you can visit the website, bethestarur.org. And we want to uh, thank our partners of the La Mirinda Weekly, as well as MB Jesse Painting, because they are sponsoring Be The Star You Are Again at the Pear and Wine Festival, which is happening September 24th. If you're in the Bay Area and would like to join this free and fun event, the location is spectacular on a creek in a park. It's really pretty. Uh, Come and enjoy a wonderful day of family fun. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Click on events and you'll get all the details there. Well, we're going to start off with the Secretary of State here in California what their office is striving to squelch all the election process rumor mills, because as we know, the the midterm elections are coming up soon. It seems to be dominating the news, and I don't usually like to talk about this stuff, but I found found this very interesting, because um, election procedure rumors are just continuing to run rampant, causing the California Secretary of State, her name, who's uh, Shirley, Uh, Shirley Weber's office to devote some time into squelching all the gossip. So she wrote this post and she titled it California Elections Rumor Control. And she says the office is committed to ensuring that elections are free, fair, safe, secure, accurate and accessible. So misinformation, intentional or otherwise, continues to confuse the voters And it sows distrust in the electoral process. So that is what she wrote. And so what um, the following is just some of the information from this post that she did. And um, it is in response to the most widespread rumors that have been circulating throughout California, 
with regards to elections and their legitimacy. So one popular rumor is that votes are being cast on behalf of dead Californians and that these votes are being counted in the primaries. But in fact, the state and federal law you know, prohibits anyone from doing that. I'm not saying, I personally am not saying it hasn't happened, but here in California, there are some security measures in place to prevent this type of fraud, and it is signature verification and performing information checks. Now, what the state says is the election officials adjust the voter registration list based on information that is received from the California Department of Public Health and the Social Security Administration. In short, voter records are updated regularly. And so when someone dies, they are taken off the Social Security Administration and the Department of Public Health um, receives a certificate of death. And evidently, these are checked against any uh, voter names that are coming in. Now, uh, elections that were held during the strict COVID mandates allowed voter drop boxes to become a really popular choice uh, to vote. And the rumor around the drop boxes that uh, used by election officials to collect returned vote by mail ballots was the rumor was that they could be easily tampered with, stolen or destroyed. But what the facts are is that drop boxes are under heavy, heavy safeguards to protect voters' returned ballots. Now, again, this is all according to the Secretary of State. The typical drop box is made of a heavy, high-grade metal. It's bolted to the ground. It's equipped with additional security features. It has tamper evidence seals. It has a minimal ballot insertion size. It has locks. It has water and fireproof materials, and um, mostly these boxes are placed in a very public location, and all of them have 24-hour video surveillance. So I guess it would be pretty hard to tamper with them, or at least you would probably be caught on video unless somebody tampered with the video. So I guess we could go down a rabbit hole on the tampering, right? So here's another rumor that was posted is that the vote-by-mail method is being forced on voters and that mail-in ballots are susceptible to fraud. Now, the Secretary of State's office stresses that mail-in ballots provide more security to elections, not less, and they cite the wrongful claims that the 2020 primary election was rigged through the use of mules, and mules are paid or unpaid operatives who put ballots in multiple drop boxes. Now, according to the SOS, the fact is when the ballot is returned, election officials verify the voter's identity. If the signature doesn't match, the envelope will not be opened, the ballot won't be counted until the voter's identification is confirmed. Now, I'm not sure how they do all that, but that's what the SOS says. Okay, there's also another rumor that provisional ballots are only counted if there is a close race. Now, and that's not true. The fact in California, because California law requires that any voter who claims to be registered but can't be confirmed through the list of registered voters on record with the county is entitled to cast a provisional ballot. And then that ballot will be counted after and only after election officials have confirmed that the individual is registered to vote in that county and that they have not already voted. And anyone who casts a provisional ballot can check the status with their county elections office. Now, another rumor, which is rather interesting, is that poll workers hand out Sharpies to specific voters so that their ballots will be rejected. I hadn't heard this one before. But the fact is, some vote tabulating systems have more ideal or preferred instruments for marking ballots, which could be blue ink, black ink, or even Sharpies. So if the uh, vote tabulating system is unable to determine the voter's selection, the tabulator is actually designed to sort the ballots into a separate pile for manual review. 
And then tabulator systems are capable of reading all kinds of ink colors, even pencil. But, you know, still many voters worry that if I leave something blank on my ballot, my ballot won't be counted. But in fact, a blank contest on a ballot is known as an undervote. And this occurs when a voter, either intentionally or not, doesn't vote on any specific contest. So all properly marked votes on a ballot will be counted, and the one that's left blank is just blank. Another rumor claims that the voting system software is not reviewed or tested before the election and could be easily manipulated by any corrupt individual. And the fact, according to the Secretary of State's office, is that California's voting uh, technology is layered with security. So the state conducts a source code review, evaluation, hardware, software security, penetration testing, open-ended vulnerability testing, operational testing, and all of this to validate system performance and functioning under normal as well as abnormal conditions and even more. And I'm not even sure how they do all of that, but it does sound like it is definitely uh, multifaceted. And the systems are not, not, N-O-T, connected to the Internet. So they don't have any modems, they don't have any hardware in them, and they don't have anything that could be remotely activated or accessed. So all technology, software, firmware, and hardware, they meet or exceed federal guidelines, including that of the Justice Department, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, and the Election Assistant Commission. So the Secretary of State absolutely assures that California has the strongest voting security system standards in the country. So hopefully we do. (laughs) The phrase, Big Brother is watching, comes into play with the rumor that observers are allowed to interfere with voting or touch voting materials. And in fact, this is completely against the law, and neither observers or election officials are allowed to collect private voter information They can't violate ballot secrecy or campaigns or conduct any other form of interference. And if you go to a place uh, where you are going to try to vote or if you're doing your vote in any other way and you feel that you've been a victim of voter intimidation or have uh, witnessed any suspicious behavior, the secretary of state wants to know. And they said to please contact them, which is www.sos.ca.gov, and then you would go to the elections and the publications, etc. So another rumor. There's so many rumors. I mean, gosh, I feel like Adele singing, you know, rumor. Um, A rumor circulated that videos, images, or emails suggesting voter registration information was being manipulated and meant that voters would not be able to vote. But in fact, Voters are requested to check the source of this disinformation and, again, call their state or local election offices for uh, accuracy because this is not true. So if you get an email saying you're not going to be able to vote, you know, don't don't listen to that. Check with your local election office. And this rumor, they say, would almost be funny, but it uh, But if it weren't a possibility that California's return envelopes were designed with holes to to allow election officials to peek inside and toss out ballots. Again, it is illegal for any election official to tamper with the election process, and that includes throwing away ballots. So this is why the holes were designed. It is to help the visually impaired voters know that they are signing their official ballot envelopes and to help officials ensure that each ballot envelope has been extracted from outside envelope without inspecting the ballot. And I mean, I find that when I guess, I mean, I find that rumor really kind of wild and crazy because the hole is so small anyway. I don't know how you would see anything because the way that the inside envelope is and and the ballot inside that There's no way you could see anything. So you just see another piece of paper. 
And the very last rumor that the Secretary of State feels that needs to be quelched is implied that Californians with a felony background are prohibited from voting in the state's elections. The reality is an individual with a criminal history can register to vote, but it is based on the following criteria. If this person is on parole, probation, mandatory supervision, under post-release community supervision, federal supervised release, or in county jail. So they, that, that is the criteria. They cannot vote if they are currently serving a state or federal prison term for the conviction of a felony. So in other words, yes, if they have a past history of a felony, they can vote. If they have a criminal history, they can register to vote. But, you know, they, if they have to be on parole, probation, mandatory supervision, under post-release community supervision, federally supervised release, or in a county jail. But if they're in a state or federal prison for the conviction of a felony, they are not allowed to vote. However, upon their release, their right to vote is automatically restored, and then they just all they have to do is uh, register to vote. And if you haven't registered to vote in California, it's pretty easy. You just can go to registertovote.ca.gov, or of course, you can fill out a paper registration form and return it. And most of the post office have these things. So those are some of the rumors that the Secretary of State wants to put down. So if you've heard any of them, you can look into them yourself, but um, pretty much they are not true. But the most important thing is whatever you do and whatever your beliefs and whoever you care for, make sure you vote. Your vote counts. And now more than ever, every single vote is important. And we really, this is part of our right as Americans and it is a privilege, and we are the ones that decide who is going to make the decisions for us and our country. So never think that one person can't make a difference because one person really can. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I will be right back, and we're going to go in the garden to start eating. Please stay with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. 
and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of well, Alice B. Toklas said, The gathering of salads, radishes, and herbs made me feel like another about her baby. How could anything so beautiful be mine? And I really can't agree more with Alice B. Toklas when I go out into the garden. I mean, just I was doing it today. I picked a couple of tomatoes and some basil and I was hungry while I was working and I just pop them in my mouth. I mean, it's there's nothing better than that. This is the final month of summer and it truly is the most delicious time of the season because summer crops, especially tomatoes, squash, they really are at their highest taste level as well as nutrition. Now, throughout the year, I just look forward to this moment when I can pluck that sun-ripened heirloom tomato right off the vine and pinch that basil leaf or two and then devour that combination while working in my garden. And that's what I did today. Now, since medieval days, the French have been combining flowers, herbs, and vegetables in kitchen gardens that they call potagers. And mine is like a potager. I mix everything together. And it is really still popular today. According to government surveys, in France, at least 25% of consumed vegetables are actually homegrown. So go France. So with the cost of fresh fruit and vegetables at an all-time high, Americans are starting to follow suit and smartly growing their own groceries. Now, you know, growing up on our farm, our edible gardens were expansive. Everything we consumed, we either grew or raised, except for dairy products. And whenever we visited friends or relatives, we would always bring a big box of freshly harvested goodies. And it, it and it always changed depending on the week. You know, sometimes it would be apples or pears or oranges or tangerines or grapes or walnuts. Sometimes it would be a mixed thing of lettuces and tomatoes and, and basil and cucumbers and zucchinis. But it was always something different and we never went anywhere. In fact, my mom, even if she would go to the doctor, she would bring the doctor or the dentist or um, anybody. She'd go to church and she'd bring a big box of, of vegetables and fruit. And our meals were colorful. They were flavorful and they were nutritious. And it made me a lifelong advocate of continuing the tradition of growing my own organic crops and sharing the bounty with others. I, I really don't go anywhere either without bringing a box of whatever is fresh in my garden. Now, everyone benefits from enjoying a little patch of earth. However, most people don't live on farms with acres of land. But the, the good news is you don't need a hectare to grow your own herbs and vegetables. Even with limited space, whether it's a window box, a balcony, a doorstep, a porch, those can become your personal edible Eden. Now, if you are wondering what is a potager or kitchen garden, the best description it is that it is a place where you grow your own garden of eating. <laughs> In other words, what do you want to bring into the kitchen? Do you like fruit, herbs, flowers, vegetables? Whatever you like, anything that is welcome in a kitchen garden, in a potager. And kids are instilled with better eating habits as well as a love of gardening if you can give them a small plot or a pot to grow foods they want to eat. And whether you're a green thumb or a non-gardener, growing edibles in a container on your patio or deck next to the grill make the ingredients easier to use in your meal planning. And most people don't want to hike out to the back 40 to harvest a handful of chives. Ornamental edibles are gorgeous and entertaining as herbs, flowers, and vegetables flow like seamlessly together. And the good news when you mix all these together is it attracts the beneficial insects and that actually keeps your garden healthy 
and in balance. Now, some of the things that I think are great to grow by the grill, if you have a pot of rosemary, thyme, sage, those are great because I always like to cut um, a sprig of rosemary to put on the barbecue, uh, and I just usually put it on the top there so that the smoke, when it smokes up, it gets all that wonderful flavor. But if you have herbs right there, you can just, you know, cut them and sprinkle them on whatever you're cooking, whether it is meat, fish, vegetables, or even fruit. Now, it is a bit too late this year to plant a kitchen garden if you wanted summer harvesting, but the forthcoming fall is going to give you the opportunity to plant your winter crops. And by salivating now over the luscious summer offerings of tomatoes and peppers and zucchini, cucumber, eggplant, and more, you can plan next spring's planting. So what are the essentials to growing a mini garden of tasty delights? Let's start with containers. Anything that can hold soil and water is going to work well. You can purchase decorative containers in a variety of sizes, shapes, colors, and textures, or you could really recycle, like I do, unlikely items for a more unique design statement. Example, I grow herbs and plants in old cowboy boots. I grow them in coffee mugs, in shells, in wine boxes, teapots, toys, and even hats. Now, drainage is critical no matter what you plant it in, especially for any vessel that does not have a bottom hole. So if there's no bottom hole, you have to add an inch of gravel or packing pebbles to the bottom of the container, and that will improve the drainage. Now, water damages surfaces, so you want to provide a saucer underneath your container to prevent runoff staining. And I've learned that the hard way is that uh, when water runs out of your containers, usually it's just that mixture of the fertilizer and the dirt and everything. It could be brown or red, but it does stain. So make sure to put a, a saucer underneath. The next thing after you have your container is soil. Now, synthetic soils are best suited for growing vegetables and herbs in pots. So you could purchase pre-made bags or you could make your own by mixing sawdust, wood chips, peat moss, perlite, um, uh, fertilizer, compost, or any other organic medium. So you could just make your own soil. And then, but the mixtures must be free of disease and weed seeds. They have to be able to hold moisture and nutrients. They need to be lightweight and they need to drain well. But before planting anything, if you're putting in new soil, water it thoroughly because you definitely want it um, to, to embrace the roots of the plant when, it, when you put them in there. Sun is the next essential. Growing herbs or vegetables requires sunshine. Make sure to position your planters in a non-drafty area that would receive five to six hours of sun daily. So you want like a south, southeast, southwest, or a west location. Those are the most ideal areas to grow your potager or your vegetables or herbs. Now, most containers are easily moved from place to place. So if you have a very large or an extra heavy one, you could just utilize the assistance of a hand truck. And the, the good news about planting in containers is you can just move them around to follow the sun. Then seeds. When you choose seeds or small plants, you want to choose herbs or veggies that won't grow too tall or too wide and that they don't have a deep rooting system. And again, I'm talking about planting in a container because I want people who have a small space, if it's just a balcony or a windowsill or a patio or a front porch or, you know, whatever you have to have um, to be able to grow a few things. So my favorites to plant that do not require a deep rooting system when it comes to herbs are parsley, mint, basil, chives, sage, thyme, dill, I, I, lavender, and you can also do strawberries. And they love to hang over a container. And if you grow your own strawberries, they're going to be healthier because as you probably have read, that of all the fruits and vegetables out there, 
commercially grown strawberries have the most chemicals in them and it's pretty and they it's not good for you so i don't buy any i don't buy strawberries as beautiful as they are because they are so filled with chemicals unless you can get an organic um you know something that is organic and then that is that's okay um I've had success also in containers with tomatoes, eggplant, lettuce, cabbage, and peppers. And if you have a vertical space on your balcony or porch, try pole beans. They are fun. And cucumbers and squash can actually be trained to trail. And some squash can be trained to go up. And you might have to have like these little um, like net baskets so that if it gets heavy, they won't fall. And then again, as I was talking about, for the great barbecue uh, flavors, if you don't want to have a pot, maybe you just want to create, have a wagon, you know, like if you have a kid's wagon, just put a wagon of herbs, specifically rosemary, uh, within rolling distance, and you will always have some great flavor on the barbecue. And of course, the next thing is water. Herbs and vegetables drown when they're waterlogged, so you have to water sparingly. Now, usually if it's cool, once a week during the cooler season is fine. But in the hot weather, you probably have to water once a day because containers lose um, their water retention quickly. Now, again, the poor drainage will kill plants while wet leaves will encourage disease. So you have to be diligent. And of course, if you're in California or the West Coast, um, we're really in a water uh, we have, we're in a bad drought right now. So we have to be very, very diligent with our water. I keep great big pots in the shower and in the sink. Um, and I use them to water my containers outside. So never, never wasting anything, um, when it comes to water. And then as far as fertilizer, if you feed it once a month with a fertilizer designed for edibles, you'll be in good shape. Now, right now, what's overflowing in my orchard are Asian pears, apple trees, and all of my citrus trees, including lemon, lime, tangerine, and tangelo. I have been giving just um, boxes of these away, and all of them are just so good this year. And sometimes it alternates. One year, I might not have a good crop. Like last year wasn't particularly good for apples or the Asian pears. Uh, but this year, it's, it is just so full. Now, grapes are ripening. Uh, they're almost ripe, and they're going to be harvested uh, within probably the next couple of months. I plucked a few this morning, and they're tasting pretty good. And I noticed that in one of the houses, um, the cat house, <laughs> I don't know if it's a raccoon or a skunk or a squirrel, but something is trying to live in there that is not one of my cats because there's a pile of grapes that are sitting in there and I don't know who I know the cats don't eat grapes dogs do but the cats don't uh, something that is good is a miniature or dwarf fruit trees they are available at local nurseries and that will allow you, if you have a small space, to grow your favorite treats. You can grow them in troughs. Or if you go to a feed lot, they usually have, I call them cow troughs, but they're just water troughs or whatever. A lot of people paint them. Um, and they are fantastic because it's like having a raised bed. But that way, because they're metal, nothing can dig in. You won't get uh, you won't get rats or rabbits or, you know, something and fly in, but you're not going to get anything climbing up. And those are a really good way to go. Also, if you are a berry lover, and we know how nutritious berries are for us, berries can be grown in barrels, and that will boost your antioxidant quotient to fight disease and to keep you healthy. So there is really nothing better than plucking a few leaves from your aromatic herbs, your ripe fruit from your tree and um, tangy berries from the bush or any vegetable growing in your personal plot to add flavor and health to your cuisine. So whether you're growing it in the ground or in pots or a wagon or a trough um, near your cooking environment, it's going to decrease your stress. It's going to improve your happiness quotient 
And your botanical babies will be beautiful as well. So plant your own garden of eating today and you can enjoy paradise on a plate. So bon appetit and happy gardening and happy growing. And if you want to see any of the um, plants that I am growing, you can find them at CynthiaBryan.com under garden. Or you can even find them on my Empowerment Channel blog at Voice America. So I hope that you will um, check that out. Visit CynthiaBryan.com. So I will be back in just a little bit with a, um, a business spite. Oh, yes, and I forgot to mention before I go to break how excited I am. I did receive the proof of my first children's book in the series Stella Bella's Barnyard Adventures. Um, it's called No Barnyard Bullies, and it's a sweet little book with illustrations by the very talented Jensen Russell. And I am thrilled. And if you want to pre-order, the, um, I'm not exactly sure our launch date. It's going to be probably within the next month. But right now you can go to CynthiaBryan.com and the Star Style Store. Or you can go to BeTheStarYouAre.org and click on the store. And you can get the book at a discount, which will be the first editions autographed and come with extra goodies. Um, and once the book is launched, it'll go to the regular price, but it'd be fun for you to get it uh, at this price now. And we are in the process of doing an NFT with the whole series of Stella Bella's Barnyard Adventures. And the first series is the Barnyard Bullies. And you can find more information uh, again, uh, you can go to CynthiaBryan.com or StarStyleCommunity.com. So I hope some of you will buy an NFT because we're planning to have a lot of fun with that and a lot of virtual hangouts that um, that will be for members only. So I'm looking forward. This is a new adventure for me as well. Again, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back with a business bite. Stay with me. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. So what's the importance of first impressions? Studies reveal that when someone meets you for the first time, 80% of that first impression has nothing to do with the words you speak. 50% of that impression is through your body language and your personal appearance. 30% is the tonality of your voice and the energy you project. Therefore, only 20% is dependent on your words. So in order to make a great first impression, practice boosting your level of energy and enthusiasm while transforming your body language to project confidence and interest in the other person. As you interact with another person, Watch his or her body language and tailor your conversation to reflect that. We only have one shot at a first impression, and that imprint may be the difference between success or rejection. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan and Bryan with an I.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 
376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. .org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, this segment here is really going to help you. You are listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we are coming to you live on the Voice American Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And so, as you know, my goal is always to empower you with something. So where are you spending your money most? The things you need, like groceries and utilities. Everything is taking a chunk out of our wallet now. But there are also things that we want to do. You know, we probably want to eat out once in a while, go have a beer or a glass of wine or a martini or, you know, sometimes we want to travel, even if it's just a few miles down the road. But we have to cut back, right? We have to cut back everywhere. At least that's what the experts are telling us. So what is the best thing for you to do? Let's start with groceries. So the challenge is, um, again, we are, everything is inflated now, and a trip to the grocery store feels like a very steep, steep climb. Food prices have shot up by an average of 7% in the last year. Uh, meat, poultry, and fish has climbed almost 12%, and that's according to the Consumer Price Index. So what can a person do? So the first thing that is recommended is to shop your refrigerator first. Now, what does that mean? That means before you go to the supermarket, and as you know, never go to the supermarket or any grocery store when you're hungry because then we buy things we don't need. But look in your refrigerator and clean it out. Clear out anything that might be past its prime. But note what's still good and then make a meal that will incorporate those things, you know, because we have to eliminate waste. It's so important uh, to eliminate food waste. It's one of the biggest, biggest costs that we do. And so many people look at the sell-by date and they throw things away. Remember, it's a sell-by date. It is not a date that things go bad. It's only the date that you the stores can sell it by. And it's still usually good for, depending on what it is, for a week or more. But, for example, if your spinach is kind of wilting and your zucchini might be a little soft, you know, put it in a blender and make a soup. There are so many things you can do, and there are lots of recipes out there. The other way you can save at the grocery store is switch to store brands. You really don't have to have a brand name. You can shave off anywhere from 5 to 50% of your bill this way. And, you know, you'll probably see some of the biggest savings with inflation-prone products like meat and dairy. Shopping store brands has um, can maybe save $100 or more on your monthly grocery bill. So it's definitely worth doing. Then, uh, I don't know if any of you have been having to do repairs lately, but wood is just has doubled. It's, I have a retaining wall that literally just fell down, and I'm having to um, fix it. And so I've got to put in posts and I've got to buy two by 12s. And, and I just went to this, the uh, store today and the wood has doubled in price from about 14 months ago. It is terrible. So I'm trying to look for something that's recycled before I invest in this. But everything is just very expensive. So, you know, look around. Sometimes recycled goods are going to just work out just fine for you. But let's talk about restaurants because um, I, in the since the pandemic hit, I have probably been to a cafe or restaurant no more than six times. I have been cooking every single day, all meals, and almost everything from the garden. So I really haven't been to restaurants, and the time I have have sat outside. But the challenge of restaurants are. Nearly 4 in 10 consumers say that they plan to splurge 
at a restaurant or a bar in the next month, or maybe it's this week. Uh, but dining expenses have increased at about 20% over the past year, and they're expected to climb higher in uh, 2022. This past weekend, I was with my um, family for the first time in months, and it was so wonderful to be with them. And we did all the cooking, but we wanted to take our family out to a meal just to celebrate family, sit outside and overlook a lake. And it was lovely, but it was so expensive. I mean, the prices on the menu for just things that a year ago were you know, $26 for an entree. We're now $55 for an entree. I can understand that the restaurants need to do that, but it just says you can't, how can you do it all the time? However, I want to say the restaurant was packed to the brim. So people did have money. <laughs> so um, a lot of us have a habit. A lot of people will call their order um, and the, then um, they'll, you know, do like one of these services but it's better if you can call in your order and then pick it up. Because if you get delivery via an app, you can add 15% to your bill. And then on top of that, there's usually a 2 to $5 delivery fee. And this is from McKinsey & Company, their research. So if you really want to support your favorite eatery and you want to save them those middleman fees because they have to pay too, and you want to perhaps, you know, help keep that considerable markup for wine can be 200%. So order it and save dining out for special occasions. So order and go pick up. So here are a few other ways that you could save. Now, I was saying never go to the grocery store hungry, right? Because that makes you buy more food. So before you go shopping, just eat a snack at home. Have some watermelon. Watermelon is really good for you if you have it. Um, that, will, that will really, it fills you up. It's very non-caloric and has a lot of water in it, so it's good for you. Now, steak, beef, um, beef and chicken have been really hit hard by inflation. So maybe this is a good time to do that vegetarian meal. You know, think pasta dishes, eggplant, parmesan, tofu, if you like those kinds of things. But if you are a big meat eater, maybe if you cut out once a week or something, you're going to save some money. And then uh, if you go out to avoid that crazy wine markup, unless you're bringing your own and the corkage fee is reasonable, what the experts are saying, it is less expensive to order a mixed drink instead. So maybe a classic cocktail with house uh, liqueur will keep you on your budget. But I know if we, you know, it's fun to splurge sometimes, and we all have to do that. And then when it comes to vacation, well, the price of flying is projected to go up, and um, it is going to increase by probably four percent. And hotels are spiking thirteen percent or more. So you may want to move your flight or hotel stay by a day or two which can make a big difference. Now, what I have found is that if you book a domestic flight on a Tuesday and sometimes on a Wednesday, you can get an average saving of like $82 if you were to book that flight on, say, a Sunday or a Monday or, or a Friday. So uh, also, if you book it and then you fly on a Tuesday or Wednesday, it's usually cheaper. So ch uh, check it out and see how it works for you. And another thing is if you are renting a car, smaller cars cost less to rent and they typically have less fuel usage. So um, if you choose an economy vehicle and over full size that you can you can save about 15% off your price. And usually what has happened for me in the past, if the rental agency runs out of the smaller size that I booked, they will upgrade you for free. And then you might want to get a reward card. So if you use credit cards, some of those cash back cards or those cards that give you miles that you can use 
that is the way to go. So hopefully you can save a little bit of money that way. But the most important thing is we have to live our lives. You don't want to give up everything. But I really recommend growing at least a few of your fruits, vegetables, and herbs. It'll save you money and you'll be healthier. Well, thanks for being great listeners and being here with me every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We come to you on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And I'm always hoping to help you change your life for the better, make your dreams come true, keep you healthy and happy. For more information about Star Style Productions or me or the NFT or my books, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To make a donation to the charity or get involved, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. As always, my aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. I want you to see beyond your physical being. Know that you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And really, check, uh, click on the Star Style store and order a few copies at this good discount of No Barnyard Bullies. You'll be the first to have this a really charming children's book with a lesson for humans. I think that it's great for kids and adults. Until we celebrate next week, remember love always wins. Kindness always prevails. Smiles will keep us happy. My name is Gan is Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and be with me every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Thanks for joining me. Stay tuned for more in life. Ciao for now. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.